We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, April 21st. It's 2023. We have 12 MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Uh, here to break down another big slate on a big Friday, or, or you know, a big Friday slate, excuse me, so uh always pumped to come on and talk mlb man one of my just one of my favorite sports um i was a basketball player and a baseball player um for a little while and i had to quit baseball because i sprained my knee sliding the second and my basketball coach said hey no more baseball because i was a starting point guard well baseball is a sport i still love and in terms of dfs absolutely my favorite so Glad to be on, brother, and, and, and talk yet again. Oh, yeah, man. Um, plenty of injuries in my day when it came to baseball. Um, one that eventually ended my career. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm always excited to talk baseball. Everyone knows that. Um, I think this slate is 
fantastic overall. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to approach this slate. I thought my I thought my night was like over super early on Thursday night with the first inning that Weaver had, but he bounced back to save the day, I would say. Um, so still some life in the DFS streets for me, and the prop streets are looking pretty good. So I mean that's always a good thing. Um, when you have when you have Muncie over over total bases and you have some Luke Weaver strikeouts, it's a good start to the night anyway. So see what happens, but excited man we got 12 games um i mean these are the slates right here these are the slates that i like you gotta dig some deep you gotta go deep so let's jump in and get started we get started with the best game of the night i'm just kidding tigers and orioles nine total in this one wells against lorenzen and baltimore is a 180 favorite. um any interest here in michael lorenzen no yeah absolutely shelled his first game out um it gets a baltimore team that's been hitting the ball really well to start this season so yeah i mean lorenz is not someone i wanted to play anyway and the fact that baltimore is like top 10 in a lot of stats against right-handed pitching i got no interest here in uh michael lorenzen uh tyler wells he is facing detroit he is cheap um do you have any interest in tyler wells Man, if it was a small slate, Stevie, I think I'd have some interest. I just don't think I can with the size of this slate and the options we have. I don't think he's necessary. If this was yesterday's slate, I'd have tons of interest in Tyler Wells. But I don't think the slate is going to you know, force me into having to take him. And so I, I think I'm going to leave him off. I think there's enough upper tier mid tier for me to for me to you know get some some good exposure and more strikeouts yeah i mean wells isn't a huge strikeout guy he's at 18 percent through two starts this season um two starts in a long relief spot right i'm pretty sure he has three outings this year um but i know i don't think he started one of those games anyway um so not a huge strikeout guy decent swinging strike rate more of a fly ball guy potentially not thinking like potentially like thinking that like he's not going to get blown up in this spot um we do have some bats to pay up for on this slate if we wanted to i'm not going to say wells is out of my player pool but there is somebody that i like that's cheaper than him that i'm going to take some shots on today um so he's kind of just okay for me like i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily talk you off of wells just Detroit is awful. They're atrocious. Um, they're one of the worst teams in baseball again this season, especially against right-handed pitching. Uh, with that said, any interest here in the Detroit Bats? Uh, not particularly. I mean, if if you end up on a cheap bat, like, for instance, you know, if you end up with Riley Green, like, okay, fine. But, like, I don't feel like anybody from Detroit, Detroit excuse me, uh, is a necessity. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Detroit. I think that Kerry Carpenter is talented, and if you wanted to take some shots on him, you could. Um, I have no issues playing him. He would be the like one guy that I think I'd get exposure to on Detroit. 3K. He's cheap, too. Yeah, he's cheap. Um, and then Matten. Matten's 2,900, and he's been hitting leadoff. And he's just not a huge power guy. So he has a couple of home runs for the season. Uh, Baltimore, I think the Baltimore, um, stack is super interesting here. Like just in general, like this is a spot where Lorenzen did not look good in his first start. 
I don't expect him to go what too deep into this game. What are your thoughts here on this Baltimore team? Yeah, I like them. Uh, I think I want to kind of see how their lineup comes out constructed. I'm almost positive Santander is going to be in the lineup because you know he'll he'll be hitting switch. I'm almost positive. So Mullins was at the bottom of the lineup the, the previous day. I think it was just because of lefty lefty. I'm pretty sure he'll vault back to the top of the order. Uh, I'm sure Retchman will be in the lineup. So, I, I mean, we're going to have to kind of pay for them if we want to get Mullins and Rutschman. I do think Santander is probably going to be a good investment today at 3,900. Like he's just, I think he fits the bill for if we decide we want to play those two big guys, then he can give us some salary relief. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that's where I am. I don't mind Mount Castle either. Uh, you know, Gunnar Henderson, he'll probably be betting maybe what around sixth, I would say he's 3,800. Like I think they have enough cheap guys to play Mullins and Rutschman if that's the direction you decide to go because of Lorenzo and they are at home as well, which I also like. Detroit's like a, I mean, they're definitely bottom 10 bullpen. They're like sixth or seventh worse um, this season. So not only are you getting some upside here against Lorenz, and if you get him out of the game early, you're getting some upside against this bullpen. Um, so definitely don't mind, you know, potentially looking at this stack because of the bullpen as well. So, um, and again, I mentioned him the other day, O'Hearn. You can play him in the outfield now too. Um, yep. I don't hate him. Like this is a guy that has some pop. All right, moving on. We got Toronto at New York. This game has an eight and a half total. And the Yankees are a 134 favorite. Herman against Kikuchi. Let's go. You say Kikuchi first. Uh, any interest in him in this spot against the Yankees? Man, Stevie, like, which version am I going to get today? He doesn't like that, even know. Like, that. that's really the, the thing with Kikuchi, right? Like, which Kikuchi am I going to get at 7,100? Like, I think he's in play. The Yankees are going to strike out some. It's just, does he not? Does he walk too many guys? Does the ball fly over the fence? Like that's the question. If if he can keep his control issues together and not get in, not run his pitch count up in the first three innings, he's probably a good play. I think at seventy one hundred on today's slate, I'm in. Like I'm not like going crazy here, but he's a tournament pitcher. I, I, he's in play at seventy one hundred. Yeah, his my he's not my favorite today. I mean, no, no, Yankees, he's not my favorite at all. Yeah, I, I mean, he does like have these games where he just goes out and he's like just crushes. Um, I, I mean, I, I definitely want to play some Yankees bats. My biggest concern for Kikuchi here is just how much hard contact he's allowed this season. Like two of his three starts, he's allowed over fifty percent hard contact. He had eight. He had sixteen hard hits in his first two games um, against the Royals and Angels. So, a little bit better last start. So, I mean, that is definitely. I think he only allowed one barrel last start in that game. So, it's way better. Yeah, he got way better. Six innings. <laughs> yeah, way better. Um, Good night. Now it's against Tampa Bay. That's what I'm saying. God. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. I mean, overall. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Kikuchi, but I completely understand the reasoning why. You're wanting to take some shots on him. He will have those games where he just goes out and he dominates. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. And then Domingo Horman, I mean, if they're if they're gonna let him use the sticky stuff, um, 
it's hard not to have some interest in him, right? <laughs> Look, he's in the same boat as Kikuchi, in my yeah. opinion. Like, which one do we get today? I, I, I honestly, I don't think I'm playing Jeremiah. I think I'd much rather play Kikuchi. I'll just take the discount. Uh, I think Toronto. In, in a nutshell right now is a better offense than the Yankees. So I'm more willing to take some shots of Kikuchi than I'm Domingo. I, I don't think I'm playing Domingo today for his work. So I was, I was, I was somewhat curious um, with his last start and I was like kind of looking at it and I was like, man, oh man, did he, uh, did he have a little bit more spin last time? <laughs> so, uh, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing it out there that his last start, he, he had some interesting, um, interesting numbers. Um, so, I'm just saying, I don't know how much I really want to believe in that. I feel like he's definitely someone that might get his glove checked a few times in this game because of what happened last time out. My other concern is like 78 pitches last time. I mean, six and a third, the Yankees, I mean, they gave him the hook. He was he was crushing. Um, I don't even think, like, we were mad that he got the hook in that game. So, yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence. I, I think that in large field tournaments, you could potentially take some shots on him. He is a pitcher that is usually typically much better against righties than he is against lefties. Um, the hard contact comes down, the strikeout rate goes up, and he should face quite a bit of righties in this lineup. So, I think if you wanted to take some shots because of that, um, you, you could definitely take some shots. Uh, Toronto Bats, any interest here in the Blue Jays? Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, so with the Blue Jays, a lot of righties, but they just most of them don't strike out a ton. Like, there's some strikeouts, obviously, but I, I think this is a one-off team today. I don't think I stacked them. I don't. It's not that I trust her. You know, Domingo completely but i don't think he gets completely blown up here so i think if i did anything i'm just one off in vlad or springer or something like that like man brandon belt 2200 but gosh he's been so bad this season so bad oh um but i mean if you're if you're struggling to get someone in you probably don't want to sacrifice first today but at 2200 like i don't i don't hate it i don't hate var show in the outfield like this you know just one-off plays. Yeah, I mean, for me overall, um, I don't have a ton of interest in the Toronto Bats. If I were playing them, I think I'd stack them. I mean, they're expensive. They're going to be tough to one-off. So I think I'd look for a stack and just hope that, like, he's walking guys and his command's bad. I mean, we kind of saw that in Cleveland, and they still only scored one run. And then you're getting a good bullpen. Um, so, I mean, the stack is tough here. The ballpark's nice. Uh, but the Yankees have been the best bullpen this year. I mean, so that's one thing that you have to keep in mind is, I mean, there's still an elite bullpen and stacking against them is, is still somewhat tough. Yeah. Um, the Yankee side, I mean, I like this spot. Like, like I said, um, I think that Kikuchi, he's solid, right? And if he's off, I mean, there's so much power in this lineup. This game's in Yankee Stadium. Um, I think the Yankees stack very much in play today. Yeah, I, I I don't hate that. Like, this is the one time where I want to play Kikuchi because of the upside and the possibility of it all. And I also want to play the Yankees for their upside and the possibility of it all. So it would be a spot where if I'm playing Kikuchi, I don't play any Yankees in that lineup. I just set a rule in lineup HQ. Um, and if if I'm playing, you know, if I'm playing any Yankees, man, 
I wish DJ LeMayhew was the DJ LeMayhew from Colorado where he just got hits and scored all the time. That's not him anymore. So I still think he's fine. Uh, but, you know, Judge is always in play, man. He's just got so much upside. Um, and I think you, you'd, you'd really build around him because most of the other pieces on this team, outside of, you know, Rizzo, who's only 4,300, uh, these guys are cheap. So you can really, you know, you can really build the way you want. All right, moving on. We got Colorado at Philadelphia, nine total in this game. Um, Philly's a huge favorite here, minus 290. It's Nola and Davis facing off against each other. Do you have any interest here in Noah Davis? I mean, had a good first outing against a fairly good offense. I, I think I'm a little interested, Stevie, at 5,600. Like, Philly's been striking out a ton. Like, if you look at if you look at the numbers, at least as of this season, I've already kind of adjusted just so I can kind of see every day where guys are, like, in their progression. Philly's not, like, some low strikeout team. So I I don't I don't hate hate Noah Davis at all. I mean Stott's at 24, Turner's at 24, Schwarber 22, Castiano's 23, Brandon Mars 23, Real Muto 24. Now they've got Bomb at 13, Cave at 20, Harrison at 12, but there's still some strikeouts here. At 5600, that's probably your cheap guy, definitely my cheap guy, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I I don't like him at all today. Um, I completely oh, man, understand. No, I know. Like, there's another guy. I still have a guy down here, but I mean, he's not a huge prospect guy. He doesn't have plus stuff from everything that I've read. He is going to tend. He's tend going to tend to gener- generate a little bit more ground balls, but I mean, really, the only sample size that we have for Noah Davis is Double A. I mean, he's barely pitched in Triple A. He threw an inning in the bigs last year, so like we can't really go off of that. In AAA last year, he only threw four innings. So like looking at his stats from A of last season, he doesn't project to be like this big like strikeout guy. He struggled with home runs. Like this game's in Philadelphia. I think they have some pop in this lineup. Listen, the Phillies disappointed me big time yesterday. Um, I, I see some people mentioning like Kyle Schwarber. I mean, Feltner pitched really good against them, and I, I mean, doesn't make much sense, but baseball doesn't make sense sometimes. I'm going back to the well in the Phillies here. I really don't think this is a spot I want to play Noah Davis. Um, I mean, the bat projects him on the season to have a 1.62 whip with a 17% K and a 10% walk rate. Um, so, I mean, if we want to look at the numbers and we want to look at what he had in double-A, I'm just, I'm just worried overall where – I mean, decent strikeout numbers, but fly balls and home runs seem big. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're kind of targeting. So don't think I'm going to play any Noah Davis today. Um, You mentioned before we got started, if there was ever a spot for Aaron Nola to get right, here it is. Um, I couldn't agree more, man. Like what, what has going on with Aaron Nola? Like this has to be the spot that he comes out and dominates. If we were going to, if we're going to install any confidence in playing him anytime soon, this is the spot he needs to go dominate. Yeah, um, he's 9,400. I mean, he's probably my deep dive pitcher of the year so far, Stevie. Like, I've kind of watched a couple starts. I've tried to figure out what's going on. I've looked at baseball savant, fan graphs, 
plate IQ, just trying to figure out like what is happening because he hasn't really pitched well, even in spring training, he was getting knocked around and really much hasn't changed. Like he's, he can still get some strikeouts. Don't get me wrong, but he was giving up a lot of extra base hits. Like it's just, it's just atypical things have been happening. And, you know, he, he has had some, some, some angle issues in terms of his pitching and, and maybe, maybe that's contributing I'm still going to play him today. Like, I think I have to, right? Like, because the the one day I hop off against Colorado, who's just, my God, just been awful in the strikeout department, is, is the one day he'll burn me. But if he doesn't look good here, Stevie, like, I'm going to, like, get into, like, slow motion film and see what's going on. Because it, it, it will be really bad if he can't dominate this Rockies team. Yeah, I mean, looking at the advanced stats um, for him, I mean, you really just need to stop throwing the sinker. It's getting smashed. Um, but overall, I mean, just kind of looking at the advanced stats, he's not generating as much movement on some of his pitches. His mile per hour is down one to one and a half um, on average across his pitches. I mean, that's huge. So, I mean, maybe just a I mean, slow start to the year kind of thing for Aaron Nola, like He's a, he's an, he's a he's above average pitcher. Like oh, and absolutely. we have to, I think we just have to kind of trust the talent and hope that like he gets right and like the velocity starts to come back a little bit here. Um the spot's fantastic. I think he's gonna get yeah. plenty of run support. Um I really like the Philly bats, and I think if he can get a little bit of a lead here and maybe pitch with a little bit of confidence, um, it would be big for him. Yeah. But I- like, I, I will say this, Stevie. Like, this is my last tidbit. I'm, I'm not going to hang us up on Aaron Nola. But he, I know he's having some location issues. Like, when I watched a couple games, like, he struck DJ LeMay, like, in the Yankees game, if I remember correctly. First, you know, his first at bat, he struck DJ LeMay out on a killer curveball. And then he tried to do the same thing to, um, uh, not Aaron Judge, geez, to uh, Glaber Torres. And I mean, he just he just meatballed it, like you know what I'm saying. And he did that a couple times. Like, okay, this time the location was great. The next time, it's it's basically incredibly hittable, and the guy's hitting a, a double off the wall. Like, so I I don't know. I, but once once again, I, I'm trying to just watch his games to just see how he's attacking it. Anyway, I just want to throw that out there. All that to say, I'm watching Nola. He's on my watch list. I'm still playing him today. What's weird, like, what's okay, I wouldn't say it's weird, but what's interesting about like what I was talking about his velocity, like his first start of the season, his velocity was normal. Um, it's kind of dipped. Um, and, and shout out to Richie and chat, like YouTube. What's up, YouTube? I don't think I said hi. What's up? Hope y'all are doing well. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. He could, I mean, is he someone that's you know taking a little bit of a hit because of the pitch clock? Um, who knows? So that'd be something to yeah. go back and maybe look at and see if he was. Someone that worked fast or not last year, but I think this is a too good of a spot at this price tag not to play some. Um, but to be fair, like it's not even like he's getting that unlucky. He just really hasn't pitched well, so there is a little bit of risk here. He potentially going to be one of the higher owned pitchers, so I mean that's definitely something to factor in. Um, I think Otani's the chalk. I would assume Otani's the chalk. Um, Otani is my favorite pitcher, so I would assume he's a chalk. But anyway, yeah. Uh, let's talk bats in this game. Anything here for the Rockies? Um, 
I, I, I still think I'm fading the Rockies, Stevie. So let's just go with that. Not going to worry about the Rockies. I'm going to trust that Aaron Nola gets the job done and go from there. Yeah, I think I'm going to trust Nola too. I think if you're playing a lot of Nola, um, if you want to get different, you could definitely head stack with some Colorado stacks, but not my favorite. Um, Philadelphia side of this game, I mean, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I really love this spot for them. I mean, like I said, I, I just don't believe in the talent for um, Noah Davis, and like he really just hasn't pitched enough, I feel like, at like any big league level. So... I'm loading up on a Philly stack here. I know they burned me yesterday, but whatever. I'll go back to, well, it's it's DFS, and we, we have short memories here. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I mean, look, Trey Turner's always in play for me, man. Like, you know, um, and now that he's, you know, ahead of Schwarber, Schwarber's got somebody that could be on base. He can have a different approach at the plate. Um, you know, I, I, I like him too. Um, I, but really, like I said, Noah Davis is just kind of a cheap play for me. I don't think he's fantastic. I just think he's one guy like below 6K. If I want to try to get some some big bad exposure, I'll plug him in. But definitely don't hate uh, hate, hate the Phillies bats here. Miami at Cleveland. We got Garrett against Pleasak in this one. Um Eight and a half total. The Guardians, a 134 favorites. Any interest here in Braxton Garrett? Uh, I I don't think so. Um, it's Cleveland, man. They have a couple bats that are going to strike out more this year than, than sometimes that they've had, but they've still, still got the deadly guys up top, Quan and Ramirez. I... I I, I don't think I'm playing Braxton Garrett here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is the craziest play. Cleveland's going to be a lot better this season against right-handed pitching than left-handed pitching. Um, so, like, if you wanted to take the lefty in this spot, I don't hate it. Um, I just don't know if he has, like, a giant ceiling. So I don't know how much I really want to play him. Um, but, I, I mean, if you wanted to play a lone cheap pitcher, I don't hate it. And then Plezak gets a fantastic matchup here. Against Miami, but I mean, good guy, Jeez. he's just not a huge K guy. No, Cle- honestly, Stevie, Cleveland pitching leaves a lot to be desired. Like Cal Quantrill doesn't have it, Please that doesn't have it. They just throw a lot of strikes. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got Bieber, but even him, he's not he's not the K guy he was, you know, prior to the injury. Um. Boy, what what they wouldn't do to get a God? What's his name? They can have Corey Kluber back. <laughs> yeah, and, and the he, Corey and, Kluber and, experiment in Boston is not my favorite. Yeah, so I, I all that to say, I, I just I can't do it. Like I, I want strikeouts. I want some form of upside. I know he got twenty against Seattle up with six strikeouts, but that's just not him. Um, and I'm even I'm I'm willing to take the fade even against Miami. Yeah, I mean I like the matchup. I just don't like the pitcher. I mean he has got a little unlucky this season, and he doesn't typically get blown up. He's a ground ball guy. He's going to live in the Babbitt streets, um, so he's going to kind of range from good to start to bad start. I think his ceiling is probably like twenty twenty five. I don't yeah. know if that's enough. I think 
Garrett on the other side has a, maybe a little bit more like higher ceiling than him. Um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, overall, like it, it's not like I like the Miami bats. I really don't want to play anybody against him. I, I mean, you could play jazz or Solaire, but they're both really expensive. Um, Solaire has been hitting the ball really hard to start the season. So definitely something to note. And jazz is just someone that can get it done so many different ways with his stolen base upside. Um, any interest here in Miami? <laughs> okay, Steve, watch this. No, I don't want to play Miami either. But it's just like two bads going against each other. I just, I, I don't, I don't want to do do either. Um, Jazz is very expensive. He's he's got some upside. Um, maybe Jazz has a one off. He's either going to strike out, walk, or get a single and, and steal a base, and hope he comes home. But I, I don't, I don't like really anything in this game. Yeah, like I said, I mean, Jazz or Solaire would be the only two that I have interest in. Um, and on the Cleveland side, I mean, you can always play Jose Ramirez against anybody. But Correct. after that, I mean, they just they have a lot of lefties. Like, I don't even know what to think of, like, what the lineup potentially looks like here because their everyday lineup is very left-handed heavy. So, um, I mean, they, they've been on those, like, weird slates, so I really haven't been paying attention too much this year to, like, what their lineup is going to look like here. I would assume that like Bell, Ramirez, um, Arias is in there, Oscar Gonzalez. And, but I still think like Quan's going to play. They probably oh, still gosh, play like, man. yeah, like Jimenez. So, I mean, Miles yeah, Straw, let's play Miles Straw. <laughs> yeah. And, Ros- and Rosario, they, they say they think he's going to return. So he'll be, he'll be a righty in there. Um, straw, honestly, I think straw is definitely. I was joking, somewhat joking, but his stolen base upside for his price is never a bad idea. Yeah, he, he's he's most likely going to play in this spot for sure. All right, let's go to Atlanta, hot Atlanta, Will's favorite team. Nine oh, yes. total, nine total Braves, 120 favorites. Brown against Elder in this one. Any interest here in Hunter Brown? Not at 9,800. I, I, I can't do it. Not against the Braves. Look, he, he's mowed down Minnesota. He's mowed down Texas. The Braves will strike out. But listen, I, I can promise you this Atlanta Braves offense is better than Minnesota and Texas. He should have a tough, a lot tougher time today than he's had in weeks. Yeah, I mean, he does have big strikeout stuff overall. Um, above average curveball, above average fastball. His command is biggest thing. Um, he is a top 50 prospect in baseball, so like this isn't kind of like anything fluky for him. Yeah. Um, very talked about coming into the season. We saw him a little bit last year, like 20 innings, and I mean, he had decent strikeout stuff, limited hard contact, and he's a ground ball guy. I mean, his his stuff just generates ground balls. He's never had a home run problem. 106 pitches in AAA in 2022, 0.42 home run per nine. Um, big time ground ball guy. The price, if this dude is 8,500, I'm taking shots on him. Like it, it's as simple as that. Like if he's cheaper here, like entice me to play him, entice me to take a shot against one of the best offenses in baseball. So I hate the price tag on him. It bothers me that he's so expensive. I will say 9,100 on FanDuel, a little bit more doable, a little bit, but you still, you're really hoping for like a quality start and win over there. And I don't know if necessarily you're going to get a win here. Like Atlanta's fantastic. 
Houston, I mean, they've been okay. I will say, like, the one thing that Houston has going for them is Bryce, Bryce Elder on the other side. But, I mean, we got two prospects kind of facing off against each other here. I am more likely to take some shots on, like, Hunter Brown's strikeout prop than I am to play him in DFS at this price. I think the talent is there. Like I said, everything I've read about this kid is big time. I mean, that's always very helpful. I mean, always yeah. and like I said, he's a top 50 prospect in baseball. It's not like this is um, elder on the other side of this game. You have any interest in your boy here, <sighs> man? I'm so look, I'm hoping Bryce Elder can be serviceable this year, Stevie. Like that to me, if he can make it through the end of the season with let's say a three eight three nine ERA, and he's healthy, Steve, I think we've won, right? Like I, that, that's that's my viewpoint on Elder. So I, I'm I'm saying that to say I don't feel like he's going to have some big strikeout game here. Houston's not the same offense. I get it. Like I know. Um, but I don't. I, I don't think I want to play Bryce Elder today. They've still got some bats. Like they, Tucker's still there, Alvarez is still there, Bregman is still there. I gotta believe Jose Abreu is not going to sit the rest of the season with a thirty percent K rate to rights. Like that's not been who he's been ever. So I, I just I don't see that materializing throughout the course of the season. I'm expecting him to turn a corner. So I, I can't play Bryce Elder in good faith. I hope we win this game. I still think we can win this game, but but I don't want to play Bryce Elder today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And like Houston, they're a middle of the road team this season against random pitching. They're striking out a bunch. They're at 21 point or 24.1%. That's high. Um, I think league average against right-handed pitching right now is 22.8, I think is what I read the other day. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, that was a couple days ago, but I would assume that it's right around, say, let's just call league average 23% um, to round up, right? I mean, that's still over league average. They have the 11th highest strikeout rate. Um, against right-handed pitching this season. Elder just doesn't project to be a huge strikeout guy. I mean, this yeah. isn't a guy that projects to be a huge K guy. He doesn't have a plus fastball. He doesn't really have a plus pitch like to strike guys out. Um, I mean, he struck out St. Louis. He had a really good game. He struck out Cincinnati. He had a really good game. 
came back to being Bryce Elder against Kansas City, a team that is not good. Like, they're one of the worst teams in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. So, I mean, yeah. he, like I said, he doesn't project to be a huge K guy, around like 20%. I don't love the spot for him. I really want to attack, like, big strikeout guys against Houston. And I think at this price tag, I'm okay with leaving him on the shelf. Um, hey, I'm, I'm good with that too, Steve. And let me just shout out my man Dave. He said, Houston gets out two men back, they'll pick back up. Dave, let me correct you here. Everybody knows this is the Michael Brantley show. They get Michael <laughs> Brantley back. That's when they'll pick it up. Inside joke for the show, Dave, uh, if you haven't heard that one before. But anyway, on to the You next. realize, you realize, oh, Pete Alonzo home run. I think I hit all my fantasy pick and plays today. Um, you do realize that, like, Brantley's coming. Like, he's rehabbing this weekend. He's supposed to go. Oh. I can't wait for 3500 Michael Brantley. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, it'd be so better excited. than $2,000 Brantley. Like, what were they doing? With <laughs> aye, aye. Um, anyway, like, Houston Bats, any interest here in the Houston Bats? Uh, no. I, I think they're another one-off team. I don't want to stack them. But, like, for instance, Alvarez can get off on anybody. He's 6400 Tucker could get off. Uh, and really, Tucker's still having a good season so far. Like, everything looks good for him. Uh, Bregman's 49. Like, like I said, they still got bats, Stevie. And Jose Abreu, he's 3,800. I'm telling you, Jose Abreu is not going to send a 30% K rate. This, uh, Stevie, I think I might take some one off shots. Like, even though Abreu's like, been bad. He's 3,800, bro. Like, this guy's a professional. This has to come around. Like, at some point, Abreu's going to be 4,500 this season. Um, I think I take some mini shots on Houston here, some small shots. Yeah, so, I mean, you talked about, like, deep dives. So I was looking into Houston the other day, and this is a guy <laughs> last season averaged a 92.2 average exit velocity. My man's at 86.6. Um, he's just not hitting the ball hard. His ex-WOBA, 370 last year, never under 350 except for his rookie season. The dude has a 289 ex-WOBA and a 36% hard contact right now. This is an average, like, throughout his career, average around a 7% walk rate, 3.5. He's swinging outside the zone. He's not hitting the ball hard. I agree with you. He's a professional, but right now what we're seeing is a guy that's just flailing at the baseball and it's really tough. Like he is usually really good and right. in this year, man, it's, it's tough. Um, yeah. So until I start to see some of this stuff change around, I'm struggling to play him. Um, struggling. I mean, like Houston in general here, I mean, Alvarez is someone you can play against anybody. Tucker is expensive. Those would be the two guys that I have the most interest in for Houston. And then just trying to find some deep bats to go with them is tough. So I don't know how much Houston I play today. I'm not a huge elder believer, but I am a believer in taking some shots when it, it's necessary. I just, I mean, these prices, it's tough. It's tough. Maybe a secondary stack for Houston and pairing them with like a cheaper stack that you like today. Uh, because I, like I said, if you're, if you're stacking Houston, I think you have to get Alvarez and Tucker in there. Um, they're, they're your two best bets. Yeah. 
Atlanta side of this one, I mean, it's a young pitcher, right? And if he's off at all, Atlanta can put up crooked numbers against anybody. I think Atlanta is a team this year that we're just going to say, hey, let's stack or fade them. Um, overall, I don't have any interest outside of stacking them if I'm going to play some. If I'm going to play some Brown, I'll definitely have at least one Atlanta stack, but that's how I would approach them today. Yeah, for sure, man. I I, I respect Hunter Brown, and I think I think the big thing, Steve, I, I want to drill home that we talked about, it's mainly the price. Like 9800 I just – I think that's a lot for a guy that could give up some runs today, right? Like I, I don't expect him to be awful, but I don't expect him to get this, this one clean. Atlanta's going to score some runs. So that that's where I am. Um, I don't necessarily want to stack Atlanta, but right now, man, I'm playing Matt Olson every day until he just starts wetting the bed. Like he's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball, uh, one of the hottest hitters from us for us. Um, so I, I, I like him a ton today, just as, as, a, as kind of the ultimate one off at first base. Um, I don't think a lot of people will stack the Braves today because of Hunter Brown, including me. But one-off Olsen, is, I think it's a good play for sure. All right. We got Oakland at Texas. Sears and Gray facing off each other in this one. Eight and a half total. The Rangers a 200 favorites. Any interest here in J.P. Sears? Uh Steve, I think that's going to be another no. Like, I can't do it. And, I mean, not a not a promising strikeout pitcher in the majors so far from what we've seen. Um, the minors, I mean, this guy had big strikeout stuff, so uh, we want him to kind of put it together. But overall, um I know he's eventually going to put together some starts. I mean, this is a, a guy that was a pretty big prospect and he just really had never panned out. And like I said, in triple a, I mean, this guy had big strikeout numbers. So um, could I see him having some big strikeouts in a game? Sure. Texas, not the best team in the world, especially against left-handed pitching, but I don't think I'm doing it today. There, again, there's one guy. I have a guy. I, I promise you, I have someone that I like in this range today. I know a guy. Um, I know a guy. But I, like I said, I mentioned maybe taking some shots on a guy like Tyler Wells. I would probably rank, rank Tyler Wells over Sears in this spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So still a guy. I have another guy. Don't worry. I have a guy. Um, the other side of this game, though, John Gray, I mean, outside of like the elbow um, being a problem, I mean, it's hard not to have interest in him in this spot. Yeah, I, I think I like Grammy. He got hit with a comebacker, so yeah, I, I'm not hit, really knocked out early. Yeah, so I'm I'm not gonna read too much into it unless he just comes out and just does not have a good start, and and his elbows maybe bothering him some. I, I'm gonna roll with him here. He's actually one of my favorite pitchers on this slate at 9100 against Oakland. Um, this is a guy that Steve, as we saw him progress last year, we saw the strikeout start to pick up and get better and better. And I mean, we saw some six, seven, eight nine strikeout games and you know i think as he can continue to ramp up um we, we saw we saw him right in the gate at 97 pitches 100 pitches against chicago he only went 29 pitches in houston because of getting hit if if we can get him to 100 pitches in this game stevie 
he could go seven innings here against Oakland. I really like him a lot today. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah, plenty of strikeout upside, plenty of strikeout ability. I, I read a report that said there was no discomfort Wednesday after his bullpen session, so I would assume yep. he goes 90-plus pitches here. Yep. Um, I mean, everything that they kind of alluded to seems like he'll go 90-plus pitches here. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't just, so Dave in, in YouTube chat just said, best thing happened to Gray was getting out of Colorado. Yeah. I want Herman Marquez out of Colorado too. Oh, um, send boy. him to Boston. Like bring him send to Boston. Him to Atlanta. <laughs> so yeah. On the uh, John yeah. Gray was always very talented. He just pitched in a really bad ballpark. So a uh, ton of interest here in John Gray. Any interest here in Oakland? Negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the guys that like, we would take some shots on like Rooker. He's dealing with like a hamstring injury. Um, and then Loriano um, is dealing with an injury as well. The guy that like kind of presents some upside stolen base wise. So, I mean, this could be even a more watered down lineup for Oakland. So yeah, no interest for me. Any interest here in the Texas bats against um, Sears? Yeah, I've got some slight interest, man. Jung has been good at 3,900. Uh, he's at, he's at, uh, at third, like, I I like I, I I like some pieces here. Um I think as a whole, just being able to stack this team, like, yeah, you got Simeon at 5,700. Um, I know Seeker's on the IL, but you know, the rest of these cheap pieces, man, you know, Himes there, Stevie, he continues to be cheap. He's 3,600. Like I I I like some some little pieces from Texas against Sears today. Young is someone that I like a lot. Um, and then I, you know, Garcia and Simeon, I don't know if I full stack and they're, they're somewhat right. expensive. Yep. Um, so like, it's just kind of finding like three that makes sense for me in Texas today. Um, is something I look at, but I mean, they're not high up on my priority priority list today. They're just, if, if I need like their kind of position eligibility and like, if I end up on three of these guys in a secondary stack, would be what I'm looking at here against Sears. Cause again, I, I really do think like Sears eventually like figures it out and he pitches better or he never figures it out. And he's a guy that we don't even talk about in three years. So we'll be talking about him in the KBO. <laughs> Man, do you know Eric Fetty's in KBO now? I do. You know that? I did. He's having a blast, Steve. I mean, striking out six, seven guys a game. He play, plays for the NC Dinos. The Dinos hurry, are like... hurry back. We miss you. Um, <laughs> I miss stacking against you. It's like, you know, like when you're having a bad week in DFS, you're just like, all right, when is Bumgarner pitching? Um, <laughs> when is Bumgarner pitching? That's like, that's what you get excited for. So, all right, moving on. We got Boston at Milwaukee, eight and a half total in this game we got pavetta and peralta the brewers are a one did he really Baumgartner got doa today oh i did not know that um i'm so sad now you philip are awesome for letting me know but you also ruined my day um i'm gonna miss madison Baumgartner. dang man all right pitching in this one any interest here in nick pavetta Oh, Will's having earphone issues. You hear us now, Will? Oh, he. We went from muting mics to missing some earphones here, but um, <laughs> I could I could tell he's getting 
getting frustrated over there. But as far as me for Nick Pavetta, I mean, I don't think the Brewers are the greatest team by any means. Uh, but I don't also don't like think Nick Pavetta is that great. Um, his strikeout rate is decent this season, but he's still dealing with a lot of walks. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously somewhat concerning. 12.5% walks this season. Strikeout rate's been decent. Should typically in that like 22 to 23% range um, when it comes to, you know, his, his walks slash strikeout range. So, I mean, not a ton of interest in Pavetta for me. Will, do you have any interest in Pavetta? I do like Pavetta today uh, just, just because, God, man, I've just seen all these pitchers just murder Milwaukee this season. And that's mainly it. So I don't, I don't mind taking some shots. Like he's not somebody I'm like, Oh, he's going to just go out there and wreck the day. But I'm willing to get, get a little, a few shares because Milwaukee, I, I've just seen them have meltdowns at the plate. All right. Um, Freddie Peralta is 10-2 getting a matchup against the Red Sox. The Red Sox have kind of changed their approach this season. They're not striking out as much. Um, They've been putting the ball in play a lot more. Their strikeout rate has come up a little bit over the last week or so. Do you have any interest here in Freddie Peralta? At 10-2, I don't think so. I don't think he's I don't think he's my guy today. Like I, and I like Freddie generally speaking. Um, but I, I don't I don't think I want to do it. And look, I think he can have a 25 point fantasy game. It's not that, but if I've got to choose between him and Otani today against Kansas City, well, Stevie, I mean that's a no-brainer. I'm taking Otani. So and I and I don't want to play him and Otani together. So as a result. I think I go all in on Otani in terms of all the way up in terms of the upper tier. I fade Freddie. I could easily play Nola and Gray. And like I said, Gray is already top of my list anyway. So I'm not going to end up with Freddie at all today. But it's not that I don't like him. I just Otani's in a much better situation. Yeah, I mean, I think he is the potential pivot off of Otani. If you want to take some shots on him in tournaments, I don't hate it. I don't really have a lot of interest in the Red Sox. Um, I mean, you could play Devers against anybody, but overall, I mean, they're a team that's going to get on base. But I don't love their, I don't love their necessary upside here. Yeah, absolutely. Like for instance, if I was going to play Boston today, I'd almost need Verdugo to be like thirty eight hundred, right along with Kiki. Um, I'd probably need Devers. I know he's six K. Maybe Devers at like fifty two hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like. Give me a discount because I'm facing uh, Peralta, and then I'd be in. Which Turner's only thirty nine hundred, but even still, give me him at thirty five. Like that, I think that's what I'd be looking for today. Um, a couple of their main bats are still priced up, so I, I'm just I'm not playing Boston. Um, Milwaukee, any interest here in the Milwaukee bats against Pavetta? Uh, look, Pavetta's always going to have a fly ball issue. And so I'm. This is a spot where I don't mind a little rowdy Telez against Pavetta, even in the same lineup. Pavetta could very well just give up two bombs to rowdy Telez today and not give up any more runs. And you're probably wondering, well, why aren't you talking about Christian Yelich? Well, he's lost right now. So until he figures it out, he doesn't even exist on this team. Uh, but rowdy Telez definitely a guy uh, that I, I wouldn't mind squeezing into uh, a lineup. Forget who he was facing the other day. Um, 
for Seattle, and I was like, oh, it, I think it was Logan Gilbert. And Gilbert's kind of a fly ball guy. And I was like, yeah, this is the guy we typically would use Yelich against because we love to face him against fly ball pitchers and went out in his first at bat and hit a home run. Um, again, I'll say the same thing. This is typically the type of pitcher you'd want to play Christian Yelich against because yeah. he is a ground ball hitter, fly ball. He's, I mean, look at it. If you look into his advanced numbers throughout his career, a lot more um, home run percentage against fly ball pitchers. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely, no doubt. So, I mean, this would be the spot you'd play him, and like it's actually really easy to fit him, Adamas, and Tellus in a secondary stack. Um, so I don't know if I full stack. I love picking on Pavetta. He's a guy that, like I said, big fly balls, gives up a lot of home runs. Um, I think like at, on his career, he's at like a 1.5 home run per nine guy. Again, I didn't understand why Boston signed him because of his home run issues. Um, he's allowed zero home runs on the road this year and three at home in nine innings. So there you go. Now, there's another guy that was similar to Pavetta. Where is he pitching it out? He, he pitched for the – I think he's pitched for – he started in Baltimore. He's pitched for the Angels. Oh, man. What is his name? If I can remember – I can't remember his name right now. But similar to Pavetta. He gets some strikeouts. But, man, massive, massive fly ball guy. I just – I can't remember who it is, Stevie. It'll come to me. All right. Uh, moving on, we got Washington at Minnesota. Um, Williams against Molly in this one, seven and a half total. Molly is a 205 favorite. Well, I'm going to be honest. I don't think this game plays. Um, I mean, looking at like the forecast for this game, it's going to be in the thirties with potential snow slash sleet slash rain. I think this is a game that gets canceled pretty early in the day for what it's worth. Um, if it does play, it's just miserable conditions. Um, miserable conditions. Like, play or not play, I'm not playing Trevor Williams. Um, <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Nope. Not doing it. And if the game plays, I mean, it's hard not to have a little interest in Tyler Molly. Like, you know, a little. Yeah. I mean, Washington's bad. There's no doubt about that. I'm just worried about the conditions. The conditions are going to be atrocious. This team has a 58 WRC plus against right-handed pitching this season, by far the worst in MLB. Them in Kansas City, they're like Kansas City's 61 and Colorado's, Colorado's third worst at 76. So, like, it's a huge gap between, like, 28th and 29th and 30th um, for WRC plus against right-handed pitching this season. But, I mean, I would have interest in Molly. I want to see what the weather looks like. Um, night before weather looks awful. I don't like I said, I don't think this game plays. It has a really low total because the weather is gonna be bad. This is gonna be one of those games that we load up like weather edge and it's gonna be like weather. Negative 30% runs scored. <laughs> Bumped pitchers if it plays. Um, so yeah, I mean Tyler Molly would be in play. Uh, it's just more of I don't think the weather's good. And I can tell you for certainty I don't have any interest in the Washington bats. Same here. And honestly, like the the spot isn't bad for Minnesota, but with these conditions, um, it's really hard for me to play a lot of Minnesota bats. Like again, I want to see like what Kevin Roth has to say and if this game even plays. But I mean, looking at it right now, I don't have a ton of interest. This would be it would be a great spot for Joey Gallo. Um, came back against the Sox earlier this week. Um, this would be a great spot for him. Like. A pitcher that doesn't generate a lot of strikeouts, gives up some home runs. Joey Gallo, big power guy. I mean, it would be a spot I wouldn't mind playing him 
And Julian's been really good at second base, and he's cheap, but I don't like the conditions. The kick conditions in this game look awful. Yep. All right, Kansas City at LA taking on the, the Angels. Eight and a half total. Otani against Clark. Otani and the Angels, a 300 favorite in this game. Honestly, uh, he should be. He should well, be. Well, I guess I should say it's it's Clark opening and Yarbrough long reliefing, and his long relief this season, Max is like 46. We're not touching either one of these pitchers. No. And, yes, I know the Dodgers keep hitting it to the track. What are they doing? <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, um, but I'm not. you're not touching any of these Kansas City pitchers either, right? Uh, negative. Not touching the pitchers. And, look, like, forget the track. I wish they would have poked it through. I took Freddie Freeman fantasy points. He walked, stole a base. He's right there, Stevie. Just needed to come home. And now I'm hoping that either they can bat around in the top of the ninth or that nobody scores so we can get him back up in extra innings. Like, I need Freddie Freeman to get these extra points because I'm right on the cusp of something good here. Right right on the cusp. We're all rooting for you, Will. We're all rooting. I'm rooting for more free baseball. Well, well listen, I, I'll tell you my, my card here. I took James Altman over one and a half hits, runs, RBIs. Muncy over one and a half hits, runs, RBIs. Freeman over eight and a half fantasy points. He's at seven. I took Tatis over seven and a half, Soda over eight, Xander over seven and a half. So well, Xander got you there. Yeah, Xander's there. Soto's halfway there. Freeman's all the way there. Tatis has nothing. Outman and Muncy have already cleared because they hit home runs, obviously. So they cleared the one at that. So I- I'm on the cusp. Something really nice happening here. Tatis is up right now. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk Otani. You know, he's 10-8. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like about him? He struggled last time out. He didn't pitch very deep into that game. I don't know exactly what the situation was. Um, oh, I'll tell you what happened, Steve. So what happened, the game started, a downpour came. That's he right. Was, he was out for like an hour and some change. Yeah, it was and, like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, and none of yeah. them came back. Him neither, uh, whatchamacallit. So that's why he ended. So he's good, should be. Yeah, hour, it was like an hour and 30 minutes, hour and yep. 20 minutes. Um, now I remember. You you refreshed my mind. Um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, not, business as usual here for Otani against one of the worst teams in baseball against random pitching. Um, top pitcher on the slate. One at, one, like, he's up here. Everyone else is kind of down here. Like, yeah. it, he's clearly the guy today. Yep, plug him in, Stevie. Like, we don't have to sell you on Otani. Um, I have no Kansas City interest whatsoever. Negative. Like I am a firm believer in playing um, Bobby Witt Jr. on FanDuel until they price him up, but not in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Angels. Any interest in the Angels here against um, what's going to be like Yarbrough and Clark? I mean, look, some of them are like Renfro, 5,400. Ward, 5K. Trout, 6,200. Anthony Rendon, 4,100. Man, I hope he gets back to hitting well. And being healthy, this would be great for this team. Um, I, I don't. I, I think the Angels are like a secondary stack team. Team TV, uh, Team Stevie. I, I don't want to full stack them at all. They're so expensive. I just their secondary stacks and one offs. That's it. Yeah, I mean Renfro is expensive. He gets one or two at bats here against the lefty. He has pop against both sides. Um, 
problem with like when Otani's pitching, it's really hard to like fully stack this team because one of the best hitters is not playable and mm-hmm. you know it kind of stinks. But pricing is not overly cheap here on some of these guys. So I mean, if you're stacking them, you're probably going like Trout, Renfro, three cheap guys. Um and I don't know if that necessarily works out, but that would be how I would approach the Angels today if I was going to play them. All right, San Diego at Arizona, nine total in this game. Pick'em game, Gallon and Lugo facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Seth Lugo? Lugo's been okay, Stevie. Um, at eight, he's eighty-five hundred now. He's facing Arizona. I th- I think he's on the list, but like I'm not I'm not going to massively play him. Like let's say I'm running 150, maybe I get up to about 15, percent but like I'm not maybe 10. percent It's probably better. I don't I don't think I want to fire up too much Seth Lugo even at Arizona. Arizona, not they don't have a lot of power, but they're they're a pesky offense. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see what Seth Lugo is going to be doing, like what he's been doing so far. I mean, this is a guy that pitched out of the bullpen the last two seasons. So it's good to see him, you know, kind of have some decent starts here. Like he pitched really well against Atlanta. He pitched really good against Colorado. Um, The Milwaukee game, he didn't even necessarily pitch bad, but he didn't pitch great. (laughs) I mean, um, if that makes any kind of sense. But uh, I don't know, like can he continue to keep this strikeouts up? Not, you know, not pitching, like just going out and throwing an inning or two, but he's at 24% Arizona. They're not a team that walks a lot, but they're also a team that puts the ball in play a lot. So I don't know necessarily what his ceiling is here. I don't hate it. I don't love it. If I'm playing 150 is probably my player pool. Yep, that's how I feel. But Arizona, like you said, Arizona's just pesky. Like, they're like gnats. We should also note that, like, they they did say the roof is supposed to be open for all all three of these games, all four of these games. So, roof open in Arizona with great hitting conditions. Um, It's going to be closed on Sunday, but it's supposed to be open on Friday and Saturday. So, we're getting, like, 85 to 90 degree weather with the roof open here in chase field so i mean hitting conditions some of the best hitting conditions that we have on the slate all right let's talk zach gallon on the other side of this game kind of struggled to start the season but he's looked fantastic in his last two starts we kind of knew that we didn't have to worry too much here um what are your thoughts when it comes to zach gallon uh do I feel comfortable enough with Zach Gallon to take him against San Diego? Like, I, I feel like, Stevie, San Diego has a lot of name value, but this team, man, they're going to take off at some point. Um, we also saw Zach Gallon have two performances against Milwaukee and Miami, which I value, but those offenses aren't San Diego like we saw at the beginning when he had to face them and the Dodgers. And the Dodgers aren't even as good. I. I don't know if I want to play Zach Gallon at 9,600 today, and I don't think I am. Like, I'm, I'll settle with Gray. I'll settle with um, Nola at 9,400 against a bad offense. I think I'm going to pass on Zach Gallon 
despite these massive performances against what I consider to be pretty high strikeout teams for right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I actually, one of us, one of us is going to have a good day today, because um, like we're really opposite on pitching today. Like we've been pretty, <laughs> we've been pretty much the same on bats, but we've been very opposite on pitching today. Um, the bottom half of this lineup is atrocious. Like Matt Carpenter had a good, like good little stint there last year with the Yankees. Dude yeah. has a 129 ISO, 268 WOBA, and a 32% K rate. <laughs> They have four guys that have a strikeout rate over 32% um, towards right-handed hitter or pitching on the bottom half of this lineup. And, like, Machado looks atrocious at the plate. Maybe he gets going eventually, but it's just not looking good at all for him. So, I mean, you're really just kind of fading Cronenworth, who strikes out plenty, and then Bogarts. Soto's just an all-around good hitter. Like, Soto is a guy that you you just hate facing because i mean he walks and he's so patient and he's so good at the plate like he's just not a guy you want to face so i mean i'm just if i have a base open anytime soto gets up i'm saving i'm saving the seven pitches i'm going to throw to him i'm just going to put him on like just give him the four fingers move on to first base and call it a day because i mean it's not like juan soto is going to be stealing a ton of bases so and Machado's hitting like he's not hitting good. So yeah, I mean anyway. But man, I feel like him, I feel like him and Abreu are like twins. They have to Soto? turn. Co- no, no, no. Or Machado. Machado oh. and oh, Abreu. Okay. Like, come on, guys. Like, this isn't even you, really. Like, turn, turn, turn a corner here. I mean, Machado. I don't know. <laughs> Like, so Machado's numbers aren't drastic, like Abreu's numbers, but like his ex-WOBA is like 270 and he's a career like 350 ex-WOBA guy. Um, But honestly, like even last year, his numbers were down as far as like power and stuff. So, I mean, his last like really good, like numbers wise season was 2021. So uh, his strikeout rate went up a ton last year. He was at 20.7. He's at 22.6 this year. Like career, he's a 17% strikeout guy. So last year was the first year he ever had strikeout rate over 20%. So I don't know what to think of Machado. I know right now it's not good. It does not look good at all. Um, but anyway, um, all right, let's talk bats. Any interest here in the Padres bats? All right, so... Obviously, I don't want to stack the Padres, but um, I don't mind some one-offs just in case. Like, you, you talked about Soto. I don't think Soto is a guy that's going to, like, just mash home runs every day. But I do feel like he's a guy that can rack up fantasy points. So uh, I don't hate him at all. Um, so Tatis goes from 2K to 5K when he probably should have been more than 2K range today against Gallon than 2K against Nelson. But – Hey, you know, who am I? Um, I'll, uh, I don't hate Cronenworth at 3,500. Like he's cheap enough, but all in all, I don't, I don't want to stack the Padres. Man, just looking at Machado, he's been bad. <laughs> it does not, his advanced stats are awful. Um, yeah, I don't want to stack the Padres. Uh, Gallon's a good pitcher. This isn't like, I mean, the, the hitting environment's fantastic, but. Soto's price is solid, but again, like he's not really giving you stolen base upside. And if he walks three times in a game, you're not getting much for it. Not at this price point. You got to chase home runs. You got to chase ceiling uh, when you're over 5K. I mean, he's going to hit home runs, but 
where Judge is going to be like a, a 40 to 50 home run guy. Soto is going to be like a 25 to 35 home run guy. Maybe. Uh, Arizona against Lugo. Any interest here in the Diamondbacks? Um, I don't really want to play them. Like, I've kind of been on Corbin Carroll, like a guy that's just, you know, he's been hitting pretty well. He's up to 4,200 now. Um, you know, we were getting him kind of in the 3K range. Now he's up to the 4K range. I still don't hate it at 4,200. Um, you know, I, I hate uh, – Mar- didn't play the other night, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he'll be back uh, in this lineup. And so Marte's another guy I don't mind. I don't want to stack them, but I don't mind a couple of those little pieces. So, I mean, Lugo didn't give up a lot of home runs the last two years um, out of the bullpen. But if we look back to, like, his last season as a starter – I mean, it was it was 2020, and he had a 1.96 home run per nine. He still had a really good strikeout rate. So I think if you want to attack like this ballpark, you can. And like the good thing about Arizona that we talk about like every single day is like their ability to run. So if you want to play Arizona as like a mini stack or even a full stack, I don't hate it. Uh, Seattle, St. Louis, St. Louis at Seattle, eight total. 142 favorites here for the Mariners. We got Mats and Kirby facing off against each other. Any any interest here in Steven Mats? I don't think so. Like, man, so much power on this team. And Mats has got to deal with that today. I I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I mean, it's these both of these offenses are really good. They're, I mean, they just have sound lineups up and down. Um, no interest in Matt's. I know Kirby's a big favorite here, but I mean, he really just hasn't shown like big upside. And the Cardinals are just a really good offense. Um, I really don't have an interest in like a lot of interest in either one of these pitchers. Listen, man, I just saw the Cardinals, I think, score 14 runs the other day, and Paul Goldschmidt did absolutely nothing like zero contribution <laughs> to the runs. So, yep. I, I. Yeah, I'm not playing Kirby either. All right, let's talk some bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Cardinals? Look, man, Tommy Edmonds, my guy. Like he's Tommy Edmonds is actually my favorite Cardinal um, switch hitter. Had his first massive game of the year. I mean, just look, no secret he was facing Bumgarner. Tommy Edmonds is probably single handedly the reason why Bumgarner is no longer pitching, but. You know, I I still like Edmund uh, a ton here in this spot. Um, you know, they still got the cheap guys like um, Carlson and and Newt Bar, which I don't think I don't I don't think Newt Bar will play. I think they're they're going to bring O'Neill back because I think O'Neill is back in the lineup. Um, so I don't I don't think he'll he'll be in there, but uh, we'll see how Nolan Arenado does. He's a little bit more expensive than I want to pay. Same thing kind of for Goldie. I almost just want to play some of the secondary guys and um, and not play the big pieces, ironically, Stevie. So that, that's kind of where I am. Contreras, I don't mind, 4,500 at catcher, but I think we got enough cheaper catchers. But he's been hot recently, Steve. Like, he's been hot. Uh, so I don't hate him either if I'm going to play some of those cheaper guys. That would probably be my mini stack, Contreras. Edmund and then one one or one of the other couple guys. 
Seattle side of this game, I kind of like the Mariners here, man. I don't love the ballpark yeah. in Seattle, but I like the matchup against Mats. Julio, France, uh, T. Oscar is really good against lefties. Suarez, um, Riley, like all these guys. I think Seattle is a really interesting team on the slate. Um, this is this is a really good game. Like th- there, there should be some hit- hits in this game. And like, I don't know like what we're going to be looking at ownership wise. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but I'm with you. I like this game. So Cal Raleigh at, at 3,900, I think is really good. Um, you know, you got France at 48, Suarez at 4K, Julio at 59, Teoscar at 47. Like, there's enough pieces to make it work. You, do you think? I feel like Pollock should make the lineup, but I don't know. Like, he's he 3,200. Yeah, he's been playing against left hand pitching. Yeah, so he's 3,200. You know, Stevie, if, I think we can put together a quality stack here with with this team. I, I like them a ton. All right. Um, we finish it out with the Mets. And I know a guy. I know a guy. The Mets and the Giants, eight and a half total in this game. Pick them game. Desclafini against my boy, Joey Lucchese. Assuming that he gets called up. But it sounds like he will be called up in pitch. Um, everything I've read. So, uh, let's talk about him, Will. Um, I mean, this is the guy that I've been kind of hinting at the whole show that I have a lot of interest in here. He's thrown 15 innings in AAA this season and three rehab starts. Um, I mean, Tommy John, we really haven't seen him pitch uh, since 2021 yeah. where he was with the Mets and he had good strikeout stuff. The Giants are atrocious against left-handed pitching. I'm going to keep hammering this home. They're not good against lefties. Their strikeout rates are insanely high against left-handed pitching. Um, I mean, it's 29.2%, and they have one of the lowest WRC pluses. So I think if you're trying to pay up for a stack and you want to go Otani, Luke AC is going to be my favorite SP2 in tournaments. Um, I love this spot for him. I love the price. I just hope that like he can have a better first inning than Luke Weaver because, I mean, Weaver still did fine. But, man, if he has a decent first inning, I mean, he just smashes on Thursday's slate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, look, I, I like Lucchese a ton. I'm with you. Um, let's ride. That, that should be the name of this podcast. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I like this spot a lot. I like the price. He's just too cheap. Um, yeah. Descafani on the other side of this game. I mean, three really decent starts. There's an asterisk. There's an asterisk. Of course. Detroit, Kansas City, Chicago White Sox. Yes. Um, So three asterisks. The Mets are just a team that they don't strike out against right-handed pitching. Descafani, if he was facing somebody else, I I think I'd have interest here. But, I mean, the upside is so limited against the Mets, right? Against right. They have a... 15.8%. 15.8%. It's, 15. So it's 3% lower than the second lowest team, Cleveland. So they just don't strike out. Um, I mean, it, it's tough. I don't I don't think I want to play Escafani nope. here. Nope. I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a reference from one of my favorite TV shows, The Office. Nope, don't like that. Nope. I just I don't even think I'm playing the Mets bats in this game, though. I just don't – I mean, you could take some shots on Pete Alonzo. We talked about him on the podcast yesterday. He hit a home run a little while ago. Um, mini stack maybe, cheap bats that you think have some stolen base upside. But overall, I don't have a ton of interest in the Mets. 
yeah, I'm with you. And, and now Marte's, we'll see how, how this goes. If he's coming back, which they said he should come back, but um, I'm with you. I'm not worried about the Mets either, but I'm definitely not playing Desclafani, like at all. Um, I don't really have any interest in the Giants, man. Um, no. again, like I said, they've been they have not been good against left-handed pitching this season. Yeah, and plus Joey's somebody we know. Like, it's not like he's some random prospect off the street. Like, this is a guy that was pitching okay for the Padres and just yeah. had, had an injury, came to the Mets. Like, I so we're good. Like, I, I think Joey should be fine. Yeah, ground ball guy. I mean, looking at his triple A numbers, it's triple A, but. 13.5% swinging strikes in AAA. Like, everything I was looking into him, he was still producing ground balls. He was missing bats. Um, I just hope he comes out and does his thing here. Like, it'd be nice to see him. I mean, it, for him, too, it'd be really nice for him to, like, get a good start under his belt, you know? He hasn't pitched in the major since 2021. Yep. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. If you're hanging out on YouTube, feel free to play along with us. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today, Will? Oh man, Stevie, I I think I'm going with Kikuchi, man. He might also have six runs against him, but I think he can get the strikeouts. You say Kikuchi. All right, I'm gonna go Luke C. Two fun names. Why not? Yeah. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Man. I think I got to go with George Kirby. Like St. Louis, is, they're gonna ha- he's going to have a tough time today. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Lugo. I like Lugo. It. Yeah. I wanted to say Desclafani, but I hate taking the cheapest guy. So give me Lugo. I don't like Desclafani either. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? I uh, talked about this guy, you know, already, Stevie. And I, look, I think he's going to town. None other than my good friend, Matt Olson against Hunter Brown. I'm going back to the well. My boy Kyle Schwarber, he owes me a home run after yesterday. Uh, I think this is a fantastic spot for him. Um, you're going to see a theme here. You're going to see a theme. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Uh, give me... Gunnar Henderson from Baltimore. Oh, I like that a lot. I'm going to yes. actually go to the same game right above him, and I'm going to say Santander. Yeah, um, I like starting, Baltimore today. Oof. Yeah, Santander's starting to warm up at the plate, too. I feel like he's a streaky hitter. So, like, if he can get going here, I think this is the time to jump on Santander. So, I like him a lot today. Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Got a lot of options today, Stevie. I'm going to take a shot. Uh, against a pitcher that I don't think is very good. Um, give me Texas against Sears. All right. I'm going to go Philadelphia. I really like the spot for Philly. Like I said, I'm not a believer in Davis, and I think Philly smashes today. Um, good ballpark for hitting, and I like them a lot. Baltimore and Philly, I think they're going to be like my two main stacks today. Um, so... See how it pans out. Good little slate. Good little slate. slate. Yep. Fun slate. So if you haven't already, make sure you join the Morning Grind League over there on DraftKings. I tweeted out earlier this week. Um, Easy to find. I don't tweet a lot anymore. 
And then, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Talladega weekend this weekend for NASCAR, one of the biggest weekends that we have of the year. I'm obviously very excited for that. Um, so if you're wanting to jump into the NASCAR streaks, rotogrinders.com slash premium slash NASCAR. Get you a week. Let us pay for the rest of the season with this week. So I like this. I love Talladega. Um, it's one of my favorite races, one of my most profitable weekends usually. So hopefully we can keep it rolling. Like I said, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.